Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me today again, Mr. Matt Rooney, rubbing more Masters gear in my face. How are you? How did baseball go yesterday? I was pretty busy. I honestly didn't check today, so I'm not going to try to guess. You know, I, I, I the Masters thing wasn't even planned. I just, as I said yesterday, I, I spent way too much money there, so a lot of my wardrobe now is Masters gear. <laughs> um, baseball went went fine. It was two and two, but we hit on the plus two fifty Otani to Otani five strikeouts and Angels win. So I think overall that that's definitely a win. Uh, oddly enough, it was the White Sox that uh, that let us down a little bit, but that one was was over pretty early on, so that was pretty easy to get over for me. Uh, having Otani come through in the clutch there with those five strikeouts, Angels hold on late. That that paid off big, and then the the Brewers took care of business as well. So, two and two with a plus two fifty winner. I'm gonna take that. I like it very much, and I know that you decided to stay up late enough. Your patriotism was enough to feel you to be up till one in the morning, whatever the hell stupid time that basketball game was on. What did you see of the United States? Uh, I believe you missed the third quarter, which seemed to be the only one that mattered. But in the little bit that you did see, uh, what did you see? I, well, I, I went to bed at 41-26, so that's when I turned it off and you know brushed my teeth, went into, went into my room, laid down, checked my phone to see what the score was. And at that time, it was like 45-42 at halftime. I was like, oh, they've, they've already come back and they're going to win. But uh, from, from what I saw and from what I read about the second half there, Kevin Durant's just the best player in the world right now. And he's kind of carrying a team of already loaded all-stars. He's just he's so much better, especially offensively, than, than everybody there is out on that floor. He can do just about any, anything and everything. It's just he's, he's been so incredibly fun to watch. Even when USA was struggling yesterday, he was – the guy that was going out, getting a bucket, ending a run and all that. And then in the second half, he kind of took over as well. And then his teammates started picking him up a little bit too. But yeah, Kevin Durant is just, he's the best player in the world right now. And it's fun to watch. If your life depended on somebody getting a bucket, you'd be hard pressed to choose anybody. But Durant, we did have, I watched this one. I assume you were asleep because you were up late. But I did watch the France versus Slovenia game today. The um, Slovenians but the power of Luka Doncic just couldn't quite get there. France looked pretty solid. You saw really a full team effort from France uh, versus you know, Slovenia did play some nice basketball. The ball was moving, but it was really Luka centric. And you saw his legs, I think, get pretty tired there. And although he did have the triple double, the gold medal game will be the United States against France. Of course, I'm sure you remember, Matt, France beat the United States mm-hmm. earlier in um, I guess it was the first at game actually the group stage here 83 to 76 what do you think of this game do you see any reason that the U.S. isn't going to win and what do you think of the line here I mean I think the close closer to 13 in that first game there so France getting a little more credit but um, any initial thoughts I, you know I I don't see a whole lot of value in in a lot of this I think it's going to be a closer game than 11 points so I, I think if I'm leaning that way I'd like France at plus 100, but this is probably the most motivated you'll see Team USA, and they'll probably want to bounce back from that loss and win a gold medal, all that, all those things combined. I mean, it seemed like in the second half last night, they kind of finally hit their stride, especially offensively. And then, I mean, defensively too, as well, holding Australia to just those, you know, 30 some points in the second half. Um, I, I, I don't really have much of a feel on it. I think if I could find some player props and maybe get a Kevin Durant uh, total points. I think that's probably what I'd be looking at and take the over because I'm not sure there's a total there where I'd go under on. But uh, early indication, I, I think the plus 11 at even money is good, even though I think the U.S. is going to win. But but I don't I don't love either of those odds. I think you were saying you're leaning towards the live bet market. Um, I think that's probably the the safer, more 
uh, smart route to go. If I'm looking pregame, I agree. I would, I'd probably look to take France. They've been very competitive. They've been solid at slowing games down and keeping them close towards the end. But I'm going to watch the game. I mean, USA has been slow to start. Uh, I'm curious to see if they can finally get it together here and win a first half. You know, if you're looking for something pregame, if you can find some sort of like France wins the first half, USA wins the game kind of market, that might be fun and a really big number. But live, I'm going to be looking for spots here, maybe to back the U.S. if they start slow. I might even look at a France team total under. I think the U.S. defense has actually been pretty solid here, and, and France has happened to play a slower game. But at the end of the day, it's looking pretty solid for USA. And, and you know, we need the golds for the outside chance maybe to hit some of those USA gold overs. But feel pretty good about the team. But we'll look to see what happens live. Um, should be a fun game, I think. I want to I want to go to the comments here for a section because we, we got we got the big boss Reed Rooney commenting on the beard and, and asking <laughs> if I'm a better. Uh, he's surprised I'm clean shaven. Asking if I'm a better or worse gambler without the beard. Clearly, he didn't tune into the show yesterday because that was the storyline. Reed, I said I shaved for good luck. And then we went two and two. So clearly the, the clean shaven Matt is the better gambler. Thanks for uh, for tuning into yesterday's show. Matt taking shots at the big boss. That's great. Well, let's take some distraction from fun. that because football's back. We finally have a football game. There's going to be football on. Yes, it's preseason. It's the Hall of Fame game, Matt. All right, do you watch this game a lot? Is this really exciting for you? I usually just see a bunch of tweets and kind of roll my eyes. I don't watch a ton of the game, but maybe I'll pay a little more attention. There's nothing else going on. I get really excited for the buildup. I get really excited to see those teams on the field, and then they go out there for a drive or two, and I just get immediately bored. Um, so if I'm looking at anything, it might be like a first quarter or something, but like I, it's it's the same thing with the preseason every year. You get so close to football, you feel so excited, and then they get out there, and it's like, oh, this isn't actual like really good football. This doesn't really matter. It's hard to get too invested in. But yeah. I'm going to tune in. I mean, you, you look at Cowboys plus one at plus odds. I, I don't see why not. It's the preseason. Who really knows what's going to happen? If you got plus odds on something like that, why not give it a shot? I was actually leaning Steelers maybe early here because it looks like they're going to start Mason Rudolph, whereas the Cowboys are going to have to go to uh, Garrett Gilbert, the backup quarterback there. And Not that Mason Rudolph's the best quarterback in the world, but should be advantage for the Steelers there for the first quarter to first half. So try to see what they say more about the lines coming. Um, sorry about the, who's going to play as the game comes up, but maybe Steelers first half, something like that. Now, in general, do you bet the preseason at all, or are you, are you a big NFL preseason better? Not that maybe anyone is. I don't know. Something I am like, not. I, I almost never do it um, just because I'm not really in front of it watching it too much, and I know there's some trends that we might be getting into, but, like, I, I don't it, – it's all just kind of guessing to me. I know the odds makers kind of know what they're talking about, but if I'm not really going to be watching it, and I don't have that much of a feel on it. Preseason football is hard to get a feel on it. I usually try and stay away away from it because I don't usually think it's going to go well if I don't know what I'm getting myself into. And I'd like to save some of that uh, save some of that money for week one. Yeah, it's there's a couple angles you can use. Patrick makes a good point. It is very informational based, of course. I just talked about the quarterbacks there. That's another good angle if you can. You know, if there's good reporting on which quarterbacks are going to play and things like that, you can kind of figure stuff out, like maybe that first half angle tonight. Uh, but there is another trend that people like and has actually been pretty solid. 
coaches, certain coaches come into the preseason with sort of different plans. They treat the games differently. John Harbaugh, Harbaugh, I think, is probably the biggest example of it over the last years. Uh, we were able to find uh, coaches against the spread records here in the preseason, according to Bet Labs. And you can see Harbaugh there, 33, 15, and 1. So, you know, just blindly backing him against the spread has been pretty solid there. Um, you know, John Gruden doing very well. Um, Mike Zimmer, Pete Carroll, guys like that. And, you know, Matt, from what you see from a coaching perspective, are those the guys that you think that take the preseason a little more seriously? Yeah, they seem like a little bit more. And Pete Carroll's obviously the exception there. But you look at John Gruden, you look at a Harbaugh, you look at Mike Zimmer, those are the guys that seem like they're a little bit more hard-nosed and they're probably more interested in winning every game. Whereas you look at the guys on the right, Vrabel, Reed, Belichick, guys that are probably more just trying to get their guys out there, get some reps in. And we were talking before the show, you made a good point. Brian Flores, 4-0 in the preseason. Rookie head coaches in the preseason are always looking out to get to a good start. Uh, that they want to get off on the right foot, and then they're probably going to put a little bit more effort into winning those games than a lot of those veteran coaches. So I think that's that's a trend that's definitely worth looking into as well once we come up to the preseason here. Yeah, okay, it's nothing big here, but just something to touch on. If you are betting preseason football, these are all good angles to be looking at, to be thinking about. Now, getting to something that I did bet, there was a handful of NFL futures I was able to put in yesterday. Uh, I was able to get over New Jersey, frankly, where they have more. Um, offerings from a regulated standpoint and found some pretty good numbers here that are still out there. Um, the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East is still minus 150. I like this number at minus 170 or better, honestly. As you start to look at that division, they are not only the best team, I think they probably have the best quarterback at this point pretty comfortably in that division. We look at their schedule really comfortable. I mean, they have a chance to wrap up this division and possibly even the one seed pretty early here. Um, and then two looks, the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFC South, a very similar position, minus 175. This is up to minus 200 in a few places, but, um, you know, any, basically anything better than that looks solid to me. Another team that's just head and shoulders better than the rest of the division. You think about the quarterbacks that are there at this point. You've got the Saints trying to figure out whether they want to go with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Not a great decision. Matt Ryan's been solid, but overall that Atlanta team is very weak. Um, you know, Carolina, we'll see what happens there. That team, I think, is actually going to be a little better, but the Bucs should just absolutely be the class of that division. And with the schedule they have, I expect them to win comfortably. I'd also put a bet in on the Bucs to win the NFC, um, something we talked about yesterday with Drew. Um, I'm sorry, a Tuesday with Drew. Um, the idea of sort of getting on some of these futures earlier so that you have some equity later in the season. I think that's just a number that is just going to constantly tick down there. So a few features there I like. Um, the boys have actually talked about it, Andy and Drew, on the deep dive a little bit if you want to hear a little more long form about all this stuff. But um, I think they were on board with these, and at least two of these, if not all three of them. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I like all three of them. I was talking to you, uh, you and Dan before the show. I, I have a Bucks Super Bowl future already. I think I got a plus 650 or 700 or so around there. Um, I, I love them at that one minus 175 to win the NFC South. Like the Saints are going to be fine, but when you don't know what you're doing at quarterback, it's going to be really tough to win that division over Tom Brady and a team that's returning, I, I believe, virtually every starter. Um, and the Bills to win the AFC East, I, I think the Dolphins might be a little bit better this year, but I, I don't still don't know about the Patriots with their quarterback situation. The Bills are even if they take a step back, the, the class of that division. So like you were saying, anything under, you know, minus 175 for them, Bucks really anything under minus 200 to win that South. I, I think I'm on board with, with all three of those. Yeah, solid numbers. And in general, 
people don't like laying juice um, on preseason futures and things, bets that you got to sit and wait all season for. I think of it almost as the same of, of kind of having a CD or a bond, if you will, kind of in your financial portfolio. Yes, I try to look for bigger edges, but because people are so hesitant, these are less liquid markets. You can find bigger edges and things like that. And yes, it can be annoying to tie up a bunch of money for a minus 155 or minus 175 payout. But these are fairly large edges, in my opinion. So happy to kind of put some money away here at the beginning of the year that I'm pretty sure will be there at the end with a little bigger. So, yes, people are hesitant. I don't mind doing it. I love futures. Do you have any thoughts on that in general, Matt? Uh, that's a good way of putting it. I'm usually one of those people that kind of has stayed away from futures in the past, but I've started kind of thinking about it that way. And the, honestly, the more I've listened to you and Andy talk and the more I check in on the deep dive, the more uh, likely or the the more I've wanted to go out and look at some of those futures. And I've started making some of those uh, quote unquote investments uh, this offseason, starting with the Bucks at that Super Bowl prop. But I think I'm going to hop on that to win the NFC as well. I'm flipping through, I believe, one, if not all of these bets you can find at WinBet. I'm sure, as our buddy Reed was mentioning there in the chat, we'll do him a favor. And Use your free bet. Before we do at the end. We'll talk about that. There is an opportunity for a free bet. But before we do, Matt's here. Matt's here for some baseball. He's been doing all sorts of stuff. He's got another four-pack for us today. What are we doing with the ball and the bat today? Um, I was 0 for 2 on my White Sox picks yesterday, but I'm going to still stick with them because I think I've had some decent success there. I got their first inning under against the Royals today, uh, under half a run. So a scoreless first inning at plus 110. Sox, I believe, are now up to 13 straight games without scoring in the first inning. Uh, Dallas Keuchel is on the mound for the Sox. He's got a 1-8 or so ERA in the first inning. Look at his stats. That's been uh, by far his best inning this season. So have him go out and do what he does in the first, have the Sox keep not scoring for their 14th straight game in that first inning. I like that number at plus odds. I think it's trending towards that direction. Uh, Another lefty on the mound for the Royals. We've talked about earlier this week, Andrew Vaughn has been mashing lefties, especially lately. He's he's home run uh, the other night against the Royals against that lefty, put his OPS up over a thousand against lefties this year. So he's, he's killing them. And he's also been probably the White Sox best hitter the last two or three weeks. So for him to get two total bases, whether that's an extra base hit or a pair of singles, I like that at plus 120. Um, Giants Diamondbacks, that was one I hopped on earlier this week, and I'm going to keep riding with it. I just Good team against very bad team, minus uh, one and a half at, at almost even odds. I, again, like those. I'm going to just don't think, just shoot there. Uh, Mets Marlins first inning under as well, right around even money. The Mets haven't scored in the first, I believe, in their last five games. Um it's just right, right around even money with that. Not scoring your last five. Last two games between these two have not scored in the first inning. Mets offense isn't necessarily firing on all cylinders at this point. It's also a day game. I usually tend to think those kind of start out a little bit slower. That one actually gets going in about 45 minutes to a half hour. So if you want to get in on that, do that right now. But I, I like those early unders on those day games because I think it's a little, little bit of a sleepier start for the lineup. I can dig it. I like this. We'll have some day baseball. I have some afternoon stuff here. We do have always like giving out day baseball plays if we got the option into the Olympics. The Olympics are starting to get good. I like some of this track stuff, despite the fact that the U.S. is focused on silver. I don't know why we're not good. I think there was a tweet. It's our first time not winning gold at a bunch of track and field events. But what are you going to do? Go in basketball. (laughs) 
That's true. We'll focus on that. We do have a couple tennis bets here. Um, San Jose. This one actually will be tomorrow. So trying to get a jump on this number early. I'm seeing Kanju here minus 130. Again, a player um, talked about her. We backed her minus three games the other day. Went very well. She's playing against Shuizang, someone I believe she's much more talented than. She is in great form here, qualified for this event, has had a bunch of matches under her belt. Um, I have this out to like minus 160, almost minus 165 myself, so we'll play this out to minus 140. And then a parlay. This will be this afternoon in Concord. Vera Zvonareva and Storm Sanders will put the two of them together. Sanders um, right around minus 140, minus 145 at this number. Um, sometimes we'll play that straight up by myself, but saw the Zvonareva price. She's only minus 240 in a match that I would have her at the – uh, minus 350, honestly. So I'm um, happy to put the two of them together. We'll get plus 140 there. Um, so a couple tennis picks for us this afternoon. So we'll have this going. We'll have some baseball going. All sorts of great stuff and all sorts of great options, Matt, for a risk-free bet. Now, I know you mentioned that with the futures early. It's not great to tie that up for that long. So maybe place your risk-free bet and then go get that. That Bill's number, by the way, is at win bet. So you could do the parlay there, one of your baseball bets. Again, we've got up to $500, and it is, is it still up to 1000 in Michigan? I believe it's still up to 1000 in Michigan, yeah. I like that. And are we still giving away the Yetis? Do we have any more we lying are, around? We are still giving away the Yetis. If you want to go uh, sign up with WinBet, use your risk-free bet up to $25. Take a screenshot of it. Send it to me. It's me personally. You got a, name, you got a, a face to put to the email address now. Go for it. Uh, and why not use it on this, this exclusive WinBet prop? First first touchdown to score, it's one that's going to be resolved tonight. Look at all those odds. Alex and I both kind of like the uh, the field there at plus 800, but you, you got a whole bunch of, of juicy plus numbers there. That's the type of bet you use your risk-free bet on, people. You go on, put $25, $50, $100, and plus 1,000, Najee Harris scores that first touchdown, you're going to be swimming in it. I like it. This will be a lot of fun. You know, of course, we do a lot of first touchdown score bets. It's nice to see win bet jumping up and having this. And again, it, it, it's exclusive. I just I checked. I haven't seen this anywhere else. So maybe I will take a trip to Jersey here, Matt, to uh, get a little bit down there. I like that field number at eight to one at a preseason game. That's oh yeah. And we're we're like talking about pre, talking about earlier about preseason football about how you you don't usually tend to watch the whole game or sometimes you get a little boring after the first couple of drives. You'll probably see a touchdown in the first couple of drives, and this bet will be satisfied by that. I think this is the perfect risk-free bet you know, bet to use your risk-free money on. I like that. What a great way to wrap things up. So thanks, everybody. Thank you to WinBet, of course, for giving that prop and the risk-free bets. Make sure you sign up, get all that stuff, and we'll be back tomorrow for a jam-packed Friday show. Unfortunately, we won't be at Baseball Friday. We'll talk about baseball, but anyway. I mean, I'm still going to have baseball. We can, we, I, I can still contribute to the Baseball Friday, even though it's not an official Baseball Friday. We'll figure it out. Maybe Aaron Nola's pitching. Maybe I'll find something. Who knows? He's pitching today. Ah, missed it by a day. Yeah. See you tomorrow.